Video killed the radio star, and now the auto industry is trying to kill the AM radio. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, I'm not sure that that's fair to say about the auto industry, but but here's the upshot of it. There's actually a bill in Congress right now that has something like 200 co-sponsors in the House that has brought together people from both parties. I mean, Ted Cruz and Ed Markey, Republican and Democrat, are working together. Uh, Representative Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, who used to be a talk radio personality in Louisiana, is teaming up with Representative Rashida Tlaib, Tlaib, however you say her name. I don't know how to say it. One of the, one of the what do they call that? The crew, the scrubs? The what squad. are they? The squad. The squad. <laughs> anyway, uh, so these people have all come together to back this bill that basically would prevent automakers from dropping the AM radio as a feature of automobiles. Now, the automakers, for their part, uh, by the way, already um, Tesla, Volvo, and BMW have uh, ex- or, or have created car models that do not have uh, AM radios. Not all their car models, but uh, some of their models do not have AM tuners. And basically, what the auto uh, industry alliance is saying is that an AM radio, as you probably know, already has some signal uh, interference problems. Everything interferes with AM radio. Uh, But because of all the electronics in modern vehicles, not just electric cars, but just modern vehicles, um, it requires additional shielding to create a functional AM tuner. And that adds expense to the automobile. They've put a figure on it, but it seems a little uh, strained uh, that uh, it costs an extra $3.8 billion over seven years. Now, why did they choose a seven-year window? Probably so they could get to a number like $3.8 billion. (laughs) Anyway, Stephen Green, this is a, a fascinating phenomenon that Republicans and Democrats alike are coming together and and then also being joined by FEMA officials who basically say an AM radio is a key safety feature of an automobile. There are still 4,500 AM radio stations around the country. Some 600 of those are uh, broadcasting in some language other than English. But the number of AM listeners has been dropping. Uh, In 2016, there were about 107 million, according to Nielsen, 107 million AM radio listeners per month. And now we're down to 78 million. Um, Steve, are you with Hugh Hewitt, our uh, our conservative radio compadre, um, in supporting legislation that would basically require automakers to include an AM radio in a new automobile? You know, I, I'm really nostalgic for, for radio in general, but in particular, AM radio. My my first really cool job it wasn't even paid. It was 1988. I was 19 years old, and I managed to uh, grab a internship writing news at KMOX in St. Louis, 1120 on your AM dial. And it's a huge clear channel station. I don't mean clear channel, the, the company that I don't even think exists anymore. What I mean is there's no other station in the country on 1120. So there's, there's no interference. It's a 50,000-watt flamethrower. That's right. 50,000 watt, big ass transmitter. I can listen to Cardinals games at night here in Monument, Colorado, being broadcast on KMOX 750 miles away in St. Louis. Love it. Um, And as an intern, I was allowed, encouraged, had to do everything that a a news reporter did, except I couldn't go on the air as a union shop and, you know, had to be in the union. and that was just a great experience for a 19-year-old. I was going everywhere with my little KMOX 
tape recorder, you know, with the microphone, with the camel X, and that was a big deal, right? That was, I could get in anywhere. Mm. Oh, except we used to uh, uh, call to uh, concerts on Friday nights, this was our, our one little fringe benefit, and say, uh, yeah, this is camel X. we're going to send our couple of reporters down to cover the show, can you have tickets waiting for them at the will call box? box and sometimes we'd even get backstage passes and we'd show up with the little microphone of the KMOX and that was our ID to <laughs> to pick up these tickets and uh the Iron Maiden concert was uh uh they made us put the tape deck back in the car we, they thought we were there to make bootlegs uh but uh. yeah yeah it was it was but it was a lot of fun so as i say i i am nostalgic for am radio uh, my first paid radio job a year later was at a little AM oldies station in Northern California, KNCR. I, I'm, I don't know if that one's around anymore. Um, uh, and, and another one was KFMI. And these were both oldies stations. But after I left radio in uh, 93 or 94, is, I discovered Rush Limbaugh. And I listened to him five days a week in Colorado Springs on whatever AM station that was. Um, so, yeah, I, I love radio. I love AM. But... I really don't like Congress telling us what we may or may not have in our cars, including the, the, the kill switch that the Biden administration buried into whatever legislation that was a couple of years ago, where they can, oh, shut off your car remotely because they don't like the protest you're going to or whatever, whatever the situation is. So nostalgia is a very, very bad way to write legislation. It's a nice way to feel sometimes, but... Don't write it into law. Uh, Bill Whittle, um, there are a couple of interesting things of this. The people, the federal emergency officials are basically saying that the AM radio provides a critical emergency alert system and uh, and automakers basically say, hey, use your phone. Everybody uses their phone. Um, so, you, you know, you don't have to have that AM radio in there. The author of the bill, or at least the guy who introduced this bill that's got wide sponsorship in the House, uh, a Democrat from New Jersey, Josh Gottheimer, uh, he wants the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to force car makers to put a warning sticker on on a sale for a vehicle that's for sale, to put a warning sticker that warns people that the car doesn't have an AM radio. He wants them basically to take administrative action or regulatory action uh, before even this bill is able to get through. Um, do you feel comfortable with that? I mean, I, I was surprised to see Hugh Hewitt's name associated uh, with this move. Do you feel comfortable saying at least mandating that the car maker advertise that the car they're selling you does not have an AM radio? I'll go even further than that. One of the few cases where I'm actually, I guess I'm, I'm, not, in, I'm not alone on this, I'm actually in favor of the legislation that would require AM radios to be in the hmm. cars. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, you said it's down to only 75 million uh, listeners now. If I got 75 million views on every right angle that we did and 75 million views on every YouTube uh, uh, video that we put out, no one has that kind of record. No one has that kind of record. Well, it's 78 million listeners I, among 4,500 radio stations across the country. Fair enough, but we're, that's still the, that's, I'm, making, I'm trying to make a okay. point here. That is a, that is a large percentage of the United States population, significant percentage of fifth or sixth or something. And 
And here's the thing about AM radio that everybody knows is true. Nobody comes home at the end of the day, goes down into their man cave, sits back, pours themselves a brandy, and then turns on their $4,000 uh, you know, audio system so they can listen to AM radio. <laughs> AM radio is for use in cars. That's where people hmm. listen to AM radio is in the cars. And you are talking about depriving a significant percentage of the population the ability to hear essentially free and open communication. It's a form, in my opinion, I think it's actually a form of censorship. It is designed for the drive. Without AM radio, there would have been no Rush Limbaugh. I'm, to be perfectly honest with you, Scott, the thing I find most amazing about this story is that Democrats agree with it hmm. because AM radio has been has been the home of conservatism for since Rush uh, appeared on the scene years. and still is essentially, yeah, it's still essentially a very large percentage of the base. And the reason that the, that the, the, that the liberals generally didn't do nearly as well on a well, not generally it didn't do it well on am radio at all was because of the give and take nature these are call-in shows you know these are shows where you would call in on your cell phone and so on so i think it's an i think it's an essential part of the free speech structure of this country and there are again you said 4500 uh, am stations still yes. still broadcasting or something along those lines so there's that and then there's also one other thing too and that's this kind of you know urban idea that you know well nobody listens to am radio anymore well i'll tell you something i don't know how much things have changed but if you've driven across interstate 10 there are long stretches of interstate 10 where you don't hear anything but am radio and i mean nothing now a lot of people have satellite radios in their car and that's fine but the idea that we're going to shut it out because it's it's inconvenient, uh, I, I just don't I, I don't buy it. I, I I I think it's a safety feature. I don't think it's an automotive safety feature. I think it's a cultural safety feature. So you you have no problem and, with the extra money that it's going to take to shield the wiring or whatever to make sure that AM works. I'm a properly. little suspicious of that anyway. Look, uh, you know, we'll that, take that it on the face again, of it. You say seems you know just assume they're okay, right. Well, let's take it on the face of it. Well then, yes. Yeah, so seven, you know, three three billion dollars over seven years over the course of you know hundreds of millions of automobiles. Yeah, I guess they're just going to have to find a way to pay that. Um, but it does have this kind of intellectual reek. You know, it's like we don't listen to AM radio because we, of course, live in the cities. And so why should we allow those rubes out there who live in the country to be able to listen to the only stations that they can get out in the middle of West Texas or whatever the case may be? So uh, to me, it's a it's a it's a speech issue, and um, and 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 given given the effectiveness of AM radio in keeping uh, the conservative message alive, uh, that's not something I'd want to give up. There's a significant infrastructure investment in this, and and there's a significant cultural investment in this, in terms of four thousand five hundred radio stations, each one of which has several, if not you know tens of of radio shows. You're talking, like I said, you don't go to your basement. Or, or, or your man cave to listen to AM radio. It is, you listen to AM radios in cars. If you take AM radio out of cars, AM radio doesn't exist anymore. And I, I'm just, I just think that's dangerous. I just think it's anti um, free flow of information. Well, I actually, I was, while Bill started talking, I was thinking, how many AM radios do I own, not counting in the car? Um, there's one behind me right over here. Uh, there's one in my master bedroom. Actually, there are four AM radios in my master bedroom, including what I consider to be a very expensive uh, CC radio. They used to advertise it on radio, and it's this really big... <laughs> 
chunky radio that also I think gets shortwave and FM and and weather thing. But I have it on either news that's on uh, FM or I have it on AM almost all the time. Um, the Bill is right. Uh, I think the majority of people who listen to AM radio are probably doing so in cars, but it hasn't always been so. Uh, in fact, back in the 1950s and 60s, it was pretty common to buy a little cigarette pack-sized uh, transistor radio mm-hmm. that you could carry in your pocket, and you might even put a little, a little plastic beach. earbud in uh, so you could hear it uh, over sound. You take it to the beach, take it out on a picnic or whatever. I have one of those uh, as well. And so I guess what I'm saying is, I love AM radio. I've, I have broadcast as a student broadcaster on AM radio, and, um, and I love everything about it. That said, I am not for legislation that requires car makers to install AM radios in new vehicles. I don't buy the, the safety warning um, argument, uh, largely because I think Elon Musk and Volvo and BMW are correct. I mean, there, there are other ways to get those safety warnings. Uh, most people... <laughs> If you're anywhere where anybody else is, you're going to get the safety warning from their smartphone, even if you don't have a smartphone, because if you've ever been at a store when one of those, you know, abducted child alerts goes off, everybody's phone goes off. I I just don't like the idea of government saying you have to do this. Now, a clever person, of which I am just almost at the clever level, uh, would say, hey, here's an opportunity. I'm going to develop... uh, aftermarket AM radios to install in cars that do not have them. And because the uh, electronics for this can be made a really tiny these days, you might have a thriving little business among people who want to be able to hear uh, AM radio and want it somehow tied into their their vehicle. I can listen to AM radio on my phone um, through, you know, the iHeartRadio app or whatever other apps that they have that you can do that. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm missing anything. Nevertheless, you will take the AM radios out of my cold, dead hands that I own here because I love the experience of turning the radio on and tuning it in and jiggling the antenna around sometimes. I just, I don't know why, but it it is almost magical that a little voice comes out of that. I will say that back in the early 1960s, I have a radio from that uh, period of time that I bought at a yard sale that still had the original packaging with the battery in the package. And on the dial of the radio, which receives only AM signals, there's a little triangle. And I did a little looking up on Google about that. And it turns out that was the channel you tuned to during the nuclear attack. So they had... At that time, anyway, I don't know if they still do this, but there was a specific channel that people were expected to tune to for additional information in the event that there was some sort of attack. And apparently, they whatever the the amplitude modulation of this signal was, they expected it to be a, still operational in the case of such an event and be able to get news and information out to people. Anyway, I, I thought this was a cultural marker in a way, uh, a time when people are even talking about this. I, I never uh, I never like to see Congress getting up on their high horse and saying we're going to make businesses do this or frankly we have you have to put a warning sticker on your sales sticker that says there's no AM radio in this car. Caveat emptor and Congress back off. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, my name is Scott Ott. Thanks to the members of BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.